Four o'clock. Good morning to you. You're just joining us. This is SAFM A Sound Awake. We're chatting to Mamanisi Matula. She is an inspirational speaker, a facilitator, an MC, managing director of TM Events and Management, and also the founder of Makoti and Mamazala Retreats, which have birthed a number of family camps. Thank you so much, Mamanisi, for joining us. Morning, Kanye. How are you? I'm very well. Thank you, Mama. Are you keeping well in this frosty, frosty morning? Yo. My darling, I am so warm, and I just hope everybody is so warm wherever they are. I'm even drinking tea. <laughs> no, I'm actually not. I'm just in front of my heater with a cup mm. of tea and talking to you and loving it. Ah, lovely, lovely, lovely. We're talking about a big topic today, preparing for the arrival of your new baby. You've gone through the pregnancy, you've got the swollen feet, the aching back, you know, and now you're, you're, you're almost full term and your baby's coming. How does a parent prepare themselves emotionally, physically and mentally? Let's start there. Okay, the, the, the preparation begins the minute you find out that you're pregnant. Yeah. Because everything is no longer the same. Now you have to change certain habits to accommodate and live double lives, yours and the little one's lives, so that you make sure that whatever vibes that you're transferring are positive vibes. Now when you're speaking about physically, it will obviously be about changing your diet, looking after yourself, trying to live more healthily and letting go of all the habits that we know that they could be detrimental to the little baby or the unborn baby's um, well-being. And then one of the most important things that we need to learn emotionally and also mentally is that education is a key component for preparation. Now, when preparing for birth of a child, it is easy to get caught up in material things associated with pregnancy, such as clothing, maternity wear, etc. But the lasting investment of preparation involves becoming informed so that you are able to create a peaceful, loving environment in which to grow birth and care for the new life. So if, if, if you don't have the knowledge in terms of preparation that is mentally and emotionally, then it becomes very draining to you because then you get to realize that actually a child is not just close. There's more involved in your emotional space. There's more that you are also going to be going through as a person who's a first-time mom. To say this person was inside of me for about nine months, now all of a sudden you don't have that little thing that used to kick inside of you. The person is now here. Sometimes people detach. Sometimes the attachment becomes more strong. Mm. So it's a whole lot of emotions that we go through that we need to find knowledge and prepare ourselves for um, so that even when it happens, it is easier for you to say, I am going through such and such stage or for people around you to even recognize that she is going through such a phase. Now, we we talk about, you know, preparation starting straight after you find out that, you know, you are pregnant. Now, there are a number of uh, medical uh, checkups that you need. You know, you go to the gynecologist. You know, if a person has just found out that they are pregnant and they don't necessarily have a, a gynecologist, you know, what's the process? Does your GP have to refer you or do you need to find one? How does it work? Um. 
This is how it normally happens in, in our lives. You you do your home pregnancy test, and then once you realize that you are, you go to your GP, they confirm, and once they confirm, you find a time, if you don't have one already, that you're comfortable with. Some people are more comfortable with male gynees. Some are more comfortable with female gynees. So whichever works for you is perfect. Then you get to go and see them, and then as soon as you see them for the first time, you come up with a plan towards your pregnancy visitations, and you do various tests. We should go into um, start with a, a a a generic test that is done just to discuss your 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 family history and mm-hmm. your 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 history as well as a person, the father's history and so forth. So it is it is it is your medical checkup and then your genetic counseling. And then once you've done that, you start worrying about your finances, how the little life is going to impact your life, how you are going to to provide for the little life, how you're going to make sure that the little life uh life is taken care of without them worrying about anything, or even yourself worrying about uh, worrying about anything. Um, that is our basic in terms of the preparation that is done in the physical sense. Mm, very, very important points that you are raising there. Now, in terms of you know your genetic counselling, what is that? Okay, what happens is we 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 have history, or we have. Um, a lineage in our in our in our family of of certain sicknesses that could be inherited. So this is where it, the the gynae will ask you if, for example, you had anybody who had certain um, inheritable sicknesses. It could be diabetes. It could be cancer. It could be anything of mental illness. It could be a suspicion maybe on you that you have any depression or so forth, which is not a bad thing. It is just a good um, 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 uh, way of going forward with your pregnancy so that the necessary treatment and guidance and counseling is provided so that whatever it is that you might be going through in, in that space has been dealt with in a right way to avoid any complications should you, you, you get closer to giving birth earlier or once your full-term pregnancy has been um, finished. Mm. And you know one thing that we, we, we often miss is that and you mentioned it in your opening statement that for mothers, new mothers particularly, it's one of two things. It's either they're going to be very attached or quite uh, detached and postpartum depression is a reality. I mean, what what brings it on and what should a woman do if they find themselves, you know, they're unable to connect with the newborn, you know, they're depressed and maybe some may even go to the point of not actually even one to nurse the newborn because you know they just don't want them around them and they start feeling guilty because it's their baby they should you know love them and feel all this warmth and fuzziness but they just don't feel it it is very important for somebody who's pregnant or planning to be pregnant to to read about the journey of pregnancy because as people we go through different things and the postpartum one is 
is such a real one and a very hard one when it hits you. I remember after giving birth, um, when we had to go home, after we had been discharged at hospital, I felt so lost. I felt like I could be swallowed all of a sudden by the world because all this help from the nurses and the, the, the sisters and the doctors was no longer going to be available, of which it was it was truly nothing. For me, it was just the security of a whole lot of people that I believed had and have the knowledge around me. Now, when I realized that that knowledge and um, assistance is going to be a little bit further from me, I, I started worrying, I started seeing ghosts, and I felt like, what am I going to do with my child when I get home? Because I don't know anything. And that was a very emotional time for me. That is what I went through. Now, some people, as we said, they completely, like, get into a bubble of themselves and no longer able to look after the child. And at the same time, they're feeling guilty and beating themselves up that this is my baby. I need to be able to take care of them, and I can't. Yet I have this feeling of resentment towards them. What do I do? And a lot of people are afraid to talk about it because it is seen as taboo. Well, it's not taboo. It's not a new thing, and it doesn't make you a bad mother. Mm. It doesn't make you a bad person. It doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you. It is just a stage that goes through after giving birth called postpartum that you need to get assistance for, that you need to be able to speak to somebody about so that you can be brought back to yourself as soon as this is happening, so that somebody tells you it is okay, it is fine. Allow yourself to feel like this, but don't live in that bubble. It is part of, 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 of you becoming a new mother, and it doesn't mean it is a feeling or it is emotions that are going to last throughout your child's life. It is a stage, it is a phase that is just meant for a particular period that is going to pass. Embrace it and try and find out what actually causes it. One thing that, that we, we also have to deal with is we need to immediately after being pregnant a whole lot of things are going through our emotions and we get to relate to the things that happened to us as children or those that we lacked and this could be a, a more reasons why our subconscious mind releases some messages once the baby is born and then we respond in a certain way and then we feel so overwhelmed and it becomes so much. So we need to be in touch with our emotions. We need to resolve every emotion that we go through. We need to speak about things and how we feel. And we also need to build relationships in terms of me and my partner, the expectations. We need to have our expectations spoken because unspoken expectations they truly, 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 truly are harmful and they could be very unhealthy in terms of the relationship between me and my partner once the child is born. So we need to talk about sharing household duties outside working hours and how each partner will get some time out mm. alone after the baby is born. How do we make it work? Yes, yes. And also, you know, planning your space in the home. You know, yes. many 
parents at this time, they start, you know, with your nurseries and buying this, buying that, car seats, you know, your your baby cords. And, you know, maybe if you do have the luxury of space and money, you are able to have like your, your nursing room. But, you know, for, for most people, it's really not really the case. You know, they may share the same space as parents or nannies. You know, how do you start configuring your space to prepare for a newborn? Um, your space should be determined truly by your space. You shouldn't you shouldn't create what is expected or this long fancy list that we receive from um, say guidelines because we live in different spaces. Now sometimes again we put so much pressure on ourselves that. We want the cards, we want the cassies, we want all these fancy things and we end up not using. We need to be careful that whatever we put on our list is going to be useful and it, it is going to be something that our child really needs and that makes sense to our space at that particular time and not just because it is the keep and happening thing let me let me have it. So however you create your space and make it comfortable is, is, is according to what your space can allow and what your budget can allow. Don't put pressure on yourself thinking that you need all these things. Mm-hmm. Sometimes a little bit of things um, will take you a long way and once your child starts moving to many other things, then you can start saying, let me look into buying more things However, if you were, you were one of the people that received huge baby showers or you are one of the people that have a lot of money um, to spend on things, go ahead and spoil yourself and your little one. There's truly nothing wrong with it. You know, on the issue of baby showers, I've always uh, wondered about this and maybe you can maybe give me some clarity. A baby shower, is it for every child you have or is it really for the first child or, you know, a baby shower? If you have like five kids, you have like five baby showers. How does it work? Truth is, um, it depends on the, on, on the say, the, the, the type of people that you hang around with. Mm. If they want to shower you every time you're pregnant, then be it. If you don't receive a baby shower as well, there's truly nothing wrong with you. And it doesn't also mean that you you don't have people that love you. Unfortunately, we have people that love us in different ways. And some are not as loving and thinking of baby showers as, as the others. So whatever you will receive at that particular time, I always urge people not to claim on 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 anybody but to plan on themselves and their own affordability because mm. sometimes what kills us is the expectation that i'll receive a baby shower from people and nothing happens and you think that you'll cover some of your uh needs you know like you say the baby clothes the cards you mm. know some of the baby showers can get quite extravagant and people buy massive gifts you know but sometimes like you say you may not receive that you know don't be hurt make sure that you as the parents are prepared for the children mama nisi how do our listeners connect with you every week you give us such good advice and i'm sure many parents you know need uh, to make use of your services and and they should pay for your services, actually, you know, because you have a lot of wealth and wisdom to share. Thank you very much for that, Kanye. I like that you made it clear. You don't know the things we come through, eh? 
<laughs> pay Mamanisi for her services in the same way you would pay your gynae or your doctor, you know, pay her for the consultation of services, you know. Let's also, you know, you know, promote your business and make sure that you are able to continue doing what you do. Very true and thanks. It's Mamanese Matile on Facebook and it's at Mamanese M on Twitter and we have a page called Makoti and Mamazala Retreats on Facebook. Um, and our number is zero eight two six double three eight four five seven. And thank you very much for the the, the the much knowledge that you're always sharing every morning on Wednesday with our beautiful people out there, Kanye. It it means so much. Oh, thank you so much to you. And we'll chat to you again uh, next week or in the very near future, 22 minutes before 5 o'clock. That was our conversation uh, for the day, talking about preparing for the arrival of your newborn uh, baby. Stay with us when we come back. Busi Selesha joining us. It is Wealthy Wednesdays.